Hello and welcome to a bonus for the Love of Beer podcast episode um, into the late hours of Saturday night um, in the wake of England getting through to another European Championship semi-final. So we thought, um, as you know, England are bringing on a semi. Yes. Um, that we would just have a quick chat about it since we're at um, Shea uh, Hardy Johnson. And uh, I've actually um, handpicked a couple of beers preempting this occasion, which is. It's very pretty confident of you, really, it, wasn't it? Well, it wasn't based on the, the fact that we were going to win. Um, so, for those at the point you're listening, England have, have just won the quarterfinal 4 0 against Ukraine, not the Ukraine. Which I think we covered, might have covered when we did that. On the Ukraine bit, episode, yeah, yes, we did, didn't yes. we? Yeah. Anyway, Chernovitska. Anyway. Um, so, yeah, we're just going to have a, a, a little bit of a freeform chat about football. Um, the beer I've picked is made by um, Away Days, they're called, um, which is brewed in uh, Kings Bromley. I think it's in Derbyshire. Derby postcode, aren't it? Yeah, so I'm going to say Derbyshire. Um, so this is Away Days Golden Goal Craft Lager, 4.4%. I, I feel there's an elephant in the room. They've not spelt it golden as in G-O-A-L-D-E-N. They've missed a massive trick there. That feels like a yeah. schoolboy error. That's, a, that's an own goal more than a golden goal. It is goal. an olden go- uh, own goal, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's a poor effort just to start with, isn't it? Really? It is a poor effort. It's a craft lager. Now, we're not really into craft beers of any kind. No, not as, really. As a rule, are we? Um, the craft movement is full of basically like beardy people, isn't it? Um, and we're not them. You're hipsters. Yeah, that's that's not us. No, how does it taste? Um, I'll be honest, I'm not that keen <laughs> on it. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah. It's quite ambery, isn't it? It is. I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm not entirely keen. So we'll probably gloss over the beer and just get back to the football chat. Yeah. So, um, uh, for those of you um, new to the show, um, I'm Phil Savory, uh, and I'm joined by my good friend Mark Hardy Johnson. Hello. Good evening um, and welcome. I've got no foreign hellos for you tonight. And for those of you um, not new to the show, um, well, I'm still Phil Savory, and I'm still joined by my good friend Mark Hardy Johnson. Um, I don't think there'll be any jingles or anything. I think we'll, I'll just we'll just record this and I'll just post it. Fair enough. It goes where it goes. It is what Are we going to have no It's Coming Home or Sweet Caroline? Um, no, but you know what? It's probably a good opportunity to, to get into... So, tournament, you know, I I used to... I'll be honest, I'd kind of... I always love international tournaments, don't get me wrong. But from an England perspective, I stopped caring probably about 15 years ago. That was probably... 2006 World Cup Germany was probably the point where I was off the train. I was just like, I'm just not, I'm not feeling it. That sort of area was peak St. George's flags everywhere, wasn't it? You know, like hanging out of car windows, bedroom windows, everywhere you went in the mid noughties. Flags on cars. St. George's flags everywhere, weren't yeah. they? Um, and you don't sort of get it so much anymore, but... Like the there used to be some sort of mania around it, didn't there? Yeah, you know, like we, England mania. We have, yeah, like we had loads. Of, it was the golden era, wasn't it? Of all the good players, and everyone was like dead excited about it. But then we were just shit when it actually there, got down to yeah, it. Yeah, because it was always the assumption. Everything since Italia nine. Well, 
I say attain like because we've, we've failed to qualify for tournaments and stuff since, but there's always been that kind of assumption that we're going to be a contender. And then, we've had generally really good teams. Yeah, they? yeah. And then 2006 was like the golden generation. And obviously they failed. Um, and then 2008, Euro 2008 didn't qualify. And then by the time the World Cup in 2010 was in South Africa. Yeah. By that point, you know, it just... It just it's a bit I just of a transition period, right? Yeah, I didn't give a shit. And I, I remember really enjoying Euro 2008 because I didn't have to... I didn't have the faff of having to think about England. I just enjoyed all the games as neutral, and it was brilliant. I, mean, um, I don't I don't really enjoy watching England, England anyway. I mean, the first three games, the group games, were boring. Yeah. I don't watch any of the friendlies or the qualifiers, and I've not done for years. Bores the life out of me. Yeah. Honestly, it does. I've been to Wembley a few times for... You know, like when they're playing, like, Malta for qualifiers and stuff like that, and, yeah. you know, like, they're practically paying people to go. I've been to a few of them. Fuck me, it was boring. It really was. Um, I've been to a few. What else was that? Iceland, I think, was another one I've seen them play against. And I must have been to four or five of the qualifiers and friendlies sort of over the years. Watched them at the Etihad one mm. year. What else have we seen? Can't remember. But again, I, I still can't claim to be... I still, uh, no matter what, I can't get myself quite into the mindset of how I was when I was... You know, so like Euro ninety six, France ninety eight, Euro two thousand to a certain extent, and then gradually after that, it's been it's diminished sort of by tournament by tournament. But obviously, the Southgate era has been a bit a, a little bit different in that Southgate's kind of um, there's a whole sort of redemption arc, isn't there? Because there's the whole thing of Euro ninety six and being the sort of the fall guy, and then this kind of. He's kind of a a bit of a lovable loser, um, and and he you know and England haven't won the thing. He hasn't won anything. So uh, so for all intents and purposes, he's not a winner yet. He's still essentially making up for that. He's still a loser, isn't he? Is what he's still saying. a loser yeah. in a sense. But I like I admire him. I admire. I don't admire him. He's from a good a, guy, isn't he? That's what I mean. He's he's someone that you'd like a pint with. Someone that you think is is generally sound. I think that the team he's moulded is... Because it used to... The problem was that England... The problem with the England team was they were hard to love because unless they played for your team, you hated everyone else. <laughs> you hated you hated them all, didn't you? Because it was just egos and not getting on and... But all the wags. All the, yeah, all the wags and all the clicks and stuff of the United guys don't talk to the Liverpool guys, they don't talk to the Chelsea guys, they don't talk to the Arsenal guys and all of that. Um, whereas this feels... This that since south the Southgate era, he's kind of one. There was no expectations on him whatsoever, because it was like when it was like he was hired, it was like, well, that's just scraping the barrel. But he's managed to sort of quite and unassumingly kind of mould a decent, fairly young team. Well, this is the thing with Terry Venables on it in '96. It was all about the team spirit. Yeah, and he seems to have built that. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, did you see the video the other day of the players playing water polo in speedos? Like, no. It's horrendous to look at. They're all wearing speedos, like proper wide front. That's some speedos. It's quite, it's quite gay to be quite it's honest. It's a bit of a, a bit of a vibe, you know. The oh, I don't even know why I'm, I'm probably not going to finish before I start. But I'm just going to say it's probably reminiscent of the. I've not seen it, but it's probably reminiscent of the volleyball scene in Top Gun. 
but you don't watch films, so you wouldn't no, have seen Top Gun. I have seen Top Gun. Well, there you go. Do you remember the whole thing with no, the... No, I don't recall the, it, actually. Playing with the boy, and they're doing the whole volleyball thing, <laughs> and they're all, like, topless and stuff. Huge homoerotic vibes. Um, I can't find it now. I'll Google it. I'm not sure I want to see all the England team in Speedos, if, if I'm honest. Uh, well, if I've had to see it, then you should as well. Is Jordan Henderson in it? I don't think he was. No, no. then I'm not interested. Obviously, um... I'm not interested. Jack Grealish was in it with his like spaniel hair. Mm. Um, who else was in it? Uh, Did he have little shin pads on while he was playing? Was it just being? Oh god, they're irritating, aren't they? Yeah, like biscuits. I can't find it. Anyway, carry on. Where was it? Yeah, so so I, I have to say I, I sort of I I begrudging I I don't I can't say that I enjoy watching England. Do you mean up to the up to this point, especially in this tournament, yeah. they've been one of the dullest teams. They've been very efficient and kind of almost like an old school German team. They're very just sort of like just wear you down, just grind out results, don't give you much. They just that's exactly what it has been. Yeah, um, but but I have to say, I, I I it was nice to see a professional, comfortable four nil win on a big stage it just kind of gives you confidence thinking you know what they, they've got a really good chance of winning it and it would be it would as much as a lot of England fans um, and you know uh, I don't really care if I cause offence there's a good percentage of England fans that are just total knobheads because <laughs> that's just the country we are at the moment um, but you know I, for me personally it's like if England won it my 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 um, Okay, I've just seen a picture of Tyro Mings wearing speedos. I mean, he's got a good. That's a weird tattoo. He's got like a tattoo of like a um, like a compass. It's weird, isn't it? Like between his pecs, going like to his abs. It's very weird. Do you think that's his moral compass? He's a tad one. <laughs> Tyrone's moral compass. Like someone asked Tyro Mings, "Have you got a moral compass?" And he was like, "No, I don't know." And then gone and got one tattooed on himself so that he had one. <laughs> Just so he could answer the question, possibly. Um, yeah, so I, 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 my, my, um, you know, I, I would be really if England did win it, I would be happy because you know, pleased for a lot of those players and for Southgate, and obviously, you know, I'm still English and I still, it might, it, it might just awaken that England fan in me from fifteen, you know, twenty years ago. Um, but my dad's still really passionate about watching England games. He still gets really excited. He still, you know, every goes into every tournament dreaming of England winning it. So I'd be really chuffed for my dad if England. That was the one person. I think if we if 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 we got to the final, um, I'd have to find a way to be able to watch the game with my dad because I think He'd I'd be think all over it. Seeing he, yeah. it through his eyes, I think I would enjoy it a lot more and be more emotionally involved. Living it through my dad's experience more than my own because I, I'm I'm a. A bit cold and dispassionate, a bit towards the end I of the definitely team. am. Yeah. Um, but that's no fault of this team now. It's a bit boring, but you know. Tonight was better. Though. They're like they they are the managers likable, and there's quite a few players that are likable, um, which you can't really say much about England teams in the past, um, which is great. What we're going to do next week, if you know, if, if and when we get to the final, what we're going to have to do. Well, you possibly be seeing your dad, but. Well, it depends. I haven't. I, haven't, I mean, I, I've, I've got not to really get, thought that far ahead. We've got yet. to get past Denmark on when uh, Wednesday. Wednesday night. Wednesday yeah. night. So we've got to beat Denmark, and yeah, then yeah, the whole I country's think, going to be making plans. 
Yeah. It's only a week away. Yeah. I think I'd like to I'd like to probably go to my dad. I think that's probably have a uh, day out, yeah. I, I just think I just think it would be nice, and I think it would he would he would appreciate it as well. And I think I think that's that's probably my how I would probably enjoy it best because I'm not going to get battered and drunk because I'm working on the Monday anyway, and I don't need to get blind drunk to win or lose really to to have enjoyed it. So, um, so if if it happens, that's probably what I would do. I'd imagine. I don't know. It might well be. It might that option might get taken away from me because my my. Uh, Wife's good at organising things. <laughs> don't don't be surprised if I'm round here. If I'm round here, I won't be. You know, I won't be. Uh, I, won't, I won't be moody about it. Because um, I always enjoy your company. But, but it um, goes without saying. Yeah. Um. So yeah, something something might have to make plans for potentially. Um, thoughts on the tournament as a whole? Because you we both. I don't know. We we both of us haven't watched all of the games, but I think Do you know what? I've covered, done really well between I, the two of us. I yeah. bet we've watched all the games between us. I bet you there's only probably so, half a dozen games that I've not seen anything of. Likewise, probably about four, maybe f- four or five max that I've not seen. Yeah, everything else Same I've seen. Here. I've done really well this time. Yeah, um, and I've really enjoyed it. My favourite part of the tournament is watching random games. Um. You know, the early ones, like the Finland v Denmark. I mean, that one went peak. <laughs> oh That's probably not. A, well, I was it probably say, is a good one to bring up. Bad but, example. Yeah, like random shit teams like Finland. You know what I mean? Um, I can't think of any other off the top of my head now. I'm on the spot, but you know what I mean. The random shit ones that are sort of unfashionable. They're the ones I like watching. North Macedonia. Yeah, like a team you know nothing about. Yeah, bar one or two. Like most teams. I know I because I, I play. I'm a football manager nerd, so I play a lot of football manager. So I know I know player. Even though I haven't seen him play live, I'll know them from the game and be like, "Oh, well, I think he's supposed to be good, and he does this, and he plays on these yeah. footed and whatever." Um, but yeah, there's some. It's good sometimes when you see a team where you see players and stuff that I've, I've never heard of this player, um, that you that you then really like. Um, oh, it's been a good tournament. I think we were talking about this earlier. I think um. One of the things that set the tone was um, Andrea Bocelli did Nessun Dorma. The first game was in um, was in Italy. It was Italy's game with Turkey, wasn't it? Yeah, I didn't see that, but um, I think you know I might not have even seen the opening game to be quite honest. Well, it was like an opening ceremony sort of thing, but they they didn't show most of it. They just cut to Bocelli doing Nessun Dorma because Pavarotti's dead, obviously. Um, oh, it was amazing! Just proper like chills, like spine tingling stuff. He's amazing, isn't he? He is brilliant. He is brilliant. For a blind guy, I bet he gets he gets gashed left, right, and centre. <laughs> Do you reckon? With a voice like that, yeah. I, f- I think we've talked about Bocelli before, haven't we? Have we? I could be wrong. We are at the point where we've recorded so many episodes and talked about so many things. Yeah. And we're both terrible at listening back to stuff and retracing. Yeah, I don't steps. like it. So, so I'm sure we re- we repeat ourselves loads. Now, I can't remember whether I've got this image in my head right. I've got a picture of Bocelli's house, and I don't know if we've come up with this of our own accord on a pod, or whether I've dreamt it, or whether I've seen it on a programme. But No, I have. I've seen it on a programme. Bradley Walsh <laughs> went travelling around 
Europe with Are you lads. sure this isn't a, a, a TV programme that Alan Partridge came up with? No, Bradley Walsh. Um, he went in a camp Bradley van. Walsh visiting various opera singers he around did. the world he did. with his son. With his lad in a camper van, drove all around Europe, and on the last one, it was last year, so it was all sort of, you know, a bit dodgy and everything had gone shit. Um, but on the last episode, I think it was Brad's birthday, so his lad or obviously the producer, had organised a special surprise for him. They went to Andrea Bocelli's house and he sang for him in his, like, his, like, piano room. Yeah. Um, they had this woman that sort of led him to his piano and then he yeah. sat there and he was, like, you know, doing all piano shit and singing and all that. And then Bradley was getting all, like, emotional. But as I said, I couldn't remember. I could picture the house in my head because it just looks like a normal house on a normal road. Like I said, I don't know whether I'd imagine that, but I haven't. It was definitely on Bradley Walsh's program. But isn't it one of those things, isn't it? It's, ama- it's an amazing gift, being able to sing like that, or there's people that have it, that, that gift, and it's a vo- I don't know if you've ever had it, but people that... I'm not saying you having that gift, but hearing someone's voice and it moves you. Have you ever had that? you experienced that? Do you know what? The one time I've experienced it was watching him live. Yeah. So it's something you, you can... You, you just, there's something about certain people certain singers and stuff and it's not all of them i'm probably repeating myself because i'm sure we've talked about him before but if we have i apologize but um holly and i went to watch strictly you know like in the audience a couple of years ago yes i think um, i don't know if you said this on the pod but i know you've put yeah so i'll tell the listener if they're still listening um so Obviously, you sort of get there. Well, we had to get there about four o'clock in the morning. I'm not even joking. Literally four in the morning. Um, and then, so anyway, Holly queued up. Blah, blah, blah. You waste half the day. Then mid-afternoon, you're there in all your suit and dresses and all that sort of shit. Um, you're queuing up again to get into the studio. And then they start recording all of the, like, the Sunday night stuff. All the, the filler dances. stuff. Oh, yeah, all that crap. Yeah, all, like, dances for... Like the start of the Sunday show, uh, and then the group dances and all that sort of stuff, and then they'll maybe do a dance for the following week or ten weeks' time or whatever it is. They'll sort of because they want a crowd to be there, yeah, and you know do it. They'll do that. So anyway, the week that we happened to be there, the Sunday night results show was Andrea Bocelli. But obviously, we didn't know this until we got there that evening. Um, and the guy that's sort of emceeing the whole sort of thing. Yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, when they do the group dance, it's, it's Andrea Bocelli. That's a huge win. Isn't you must have been, you must have been proper like fist pump when you heard that. Because you could Andrea Bocelli, like the best opera singer in the world. Because I mean, another week it could have been Gary Barlow, couldn't it? Exactly. And you don't want that in your life. No one you? wants that. Um, and he came on and I was wondering like, is he going to have a guide dog with him or something like that? I was dead excited <laughs> about seeing his dog. But he didn't. Fido and backing vocals. Yeah, this woman sort of walked him up. She didn't really give him much guidance. She sort of walked him up to the like the top of the stage, um, and he, he sort of stood there and didn't move. And he just, like sang completely effortlessly. Yeah. I, I didn't even look at Holly. She was sat on my right. I can picture it clear as day. She was sat on my right there. And I didn't look at her because I felt like it was one of them moments in my life that that was. Memorable, memorable doesn't do it a service, but it was. I don't know. It was like it, you'll carry that memory with you forever. Chill, I will. Yeah, yeah, it was a spine chilling moment. He was phenomenal. He really was. He did it twice as well. Exactly the same. I think it was a medley. I say I'll never forget it for the rest of my life, but I can't remember what he sang. 
It was. I'm sure it was a medley. Um, what's the one they sing at people's funerals? I did it my way and all that. Is there another one they sing at funerals? I can't remember. It's anyway, it was a bit of a sort of deathy, suicide song. He was phenomenal. He really was. Spine-tinglingly good. Yeah. He was absolutely brilliant. I felt like there was someone standing in front of me who's the best in the world at their profession and he was feet away from me. Yeah. That's the level that yeah. it was. He was feet away from me. I was there listening to him. Amazing. What a gift. Isn't it? I mean, and, and obviously that 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 that, that, that Nessam Dorma performance for me set the tone. That was like, okay, I'm into this now. Because... After the regular football season had finished, I was just glad to be done with football because it had been such a shit season. Um, it ended well for Liverpool and ended well for your team, Norwich, as well. Um, in that, yeah, we got Champions League, you got promoted. But it was just no crowds, just constant injuries, just games, too many, it felt like too many games, just shitloads of games, just concertina into a short space of time. And you were just, it just wasn't enjoyable. It wasn't as enjoyable. No, like Leicester fans didn't get to win the league and see Andre Bocelli sing at their stadium, did they? Like Leicester he did. did. Well, when they won the league, he sang at Phil, not Phil Street, at the Walkers. The Walkers, yeah. Didn't they? Yeah. There were crowds in for that. You what, sorry? There were crowds in for That's that. That's what I mean, yeah, like they didn't get to Oh, right, as in, yeah. I was yeah. bringing Bocelli back into it. Yeah. Doing a partridge. Could have so, had yeah. him for the FA Cup, couldn't they? Yeah. Won the FA Cup, didn't they? So, so it was just it was just that thing where I was just kind of the Euros, obviously last year really excited for it, then obviously everything happened, and then this year it's kind of been like well, more football, probably do with a couple of months off from it, but you know what, fine. And then as soon as that Italy game kicked off and Italy are like pressing and they're just exciting, it's high tempo, creating chances left, right, and centre. I was like, I'm fucking in, I'm in. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in this tournament now. I'm in this now. I'm watching. I'm watching everything that I could possibly can, and I generally have. It's been good. It has. I've enjoyed it. It's been. But having decent. said that, a couple of weeks ago, I did say to a colleague at work out the the game sort of didn't seem at that point. They didn't seem to be overly exciting. There wasn't a, a great deal of goals. There wasn't. There was some that were simmering, attacking. weren't there? It was kind of simmering, and then you got to sort of there was a couple of decent games, and then as we sort of went through the end of the group stage, which I thought was going to be a bit of a damp squib because of fact so so many teams kind of get through, not many teams get eliminated. But again, that that whole thing with the Germ the group of death, like the Portugal, Germany, France group, and Hungary. At one point, it looked like Hungary were basically going to knock. Oh, that was amazing! Knock that one last of these night, teams it? out and stuff, and the, things like that, where it does suddenly the, the stakes ramp up, and and then you go into the knockout games, and that's where the tournament comes alive. And we had that amazing day last week when we had like Spain, Croatia, a unreal game. Again, team looks dead and buried, three one down, finds a way back. Um. Switzerland, France, yeah. exact same thing. Three one down. Look dead and buried. That Find a way back. France game was amazing, time. wasn't it? So good. Watching France get beaten. So good. Brilliant. But again, it was like France, and I, I, you know, I'll give him plenty of stick. But I thought that um, Paul Pogba was one of the best players in the tournament up to that point. He played well, didn't he? He played really I well. Do agree. But he's just allowed to do his own thing. If he's not given too much responsibility, and he's pretty much because he's outrageously gifted. Um, but you you wouldn't like. 
It's kind of like he strikes me as one of those people that you would, um, you know, you'd you'd let him. Uh, where am I going with this? <laughs> like you, 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 you think he'd be a bit of a Balotelli. Great to hang out with, but you, but you wouldn't let him. But like, if you're going away on holiday, you wouldn't trust him to like feed your dogs while you're away. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like fun, to, fun guy to be around and stuff, and you have a you know pint of laugh. He's not with very him. responsible. Is the what kind you're of saying, the kind it? of mate that's like you like being around, you like having him around and whatever. But then when it comes to like asking him to do something like, you know, just come, feed come your dog. Knit around the house, feed my dogs, or. Um, you know, be the best man at your wedding and be you know, I'll look after the rings for you. I just think he's a he's too much a, responsibility for he's him. He's a bit of a risk. He's a he's yeah. And and football needs more people like him, even though like, you know, he's he is flawed. But those kind of players are a bit a bit of a, a bit of a maverick that you kinda of need to kind of make um allowances for. Pogba would be the sort of player that if he was playing in the 90s, he'd be going out every Saturday night and getting smashed after the game. Yeah. Smoking all night, getting pissed, probably on the cocaine. He'd, he'd be all over it. He's that sort of player. I mean, not saying he does all those type of things, but he's almost like... And he's not a different type of player, but but the same kind of feeling. He's like David Ginola. Yeah. That he was an entertainer. He He... He had a certain way that, that he believed the game should be played and it didn't matter who his manager was or what team he was in, that's how he wanted to play. And it either like and you either had you either like rub people up the wrong way and got bombed out, or they just said, Ah, you know what, just he just does his thing and we just have to make that work around him. Pogba's like one of those. It's just like you just if you just let him be himself. That's what he needs. He's brilliant. Yeah. But when you like try to to sort of pit, you know, to to nail him down to something, like you're saying, it's like you know, I need you to look after this thing for me, or just like you know, this is precious vase. It's like a you know, ancient Chinese like Ming Dynasty vase. It's gonna get smashed. You'd be it? like juggling it and shit. Would be like <laughs> fuck's sake, Paul. Just hold on to it. Almost like almost like my daughter. It's like don't touch, don't touch it. Just look at it. Don't touch it. Why? Why? <laughs> so today we went to went to a pet shop today, and uh, they had the display with the aquarium bit with the fish, and she's up fucking touching the tank and licking the glass and whatever else. It's like fuck's sake. <laughs> I know she's only four, but it's just it's the instinct is just too great. It doesn't matter what you say, <laughs> the instinct just takes over, and they cannot help. It just, it just you can't blame them for it because it's just that I, I'm sure I was exactly the same. So Paul Pogba is like a four-year-old, is what we're saying. He is the equivalent, much more talented than my four-year-old daughter, but it is like, yeah, it is. he needs a certain amount of freedom, I think. To get the, to... <laughs> and I enjoy watching that. They're kind of spraying amazing passes and whatever else. I just think, you know, you kind of forget that he plays for Man United and whatever else. You kind of appreciate... You can appreciate them in a different way when they're playing for the national team. Um so yeah, I've I've enjoyed it. I think I think my um, he's a player that stood out for me. Um, uh, I know Ukraine obviously got battered tonight, but um, 
And he didn't play, actually. There was a guy called Malinowski plays for them, who I've enjoyed watching. He must have been suspended or injured because he didn't play tonight. Um, there's been a few players I've discovered. That lad from Belgium, Doku, is it? Did you watch Belgium last night? Um, I watched a bit of it. He played like left attacking. He was like sort of out on the left. Belgium are, in, are an interesting one, you know, because they're like England for me. Belgium bore me. And they have done for years. I don't get all this fascination. Aren't they like number one in the world or something in the well, these bullshit rankings? Yeah, they're they're living through the golden generation nightmare that we had, where there's the expectancy on them that they're going. Are they to... really that good though? I don't no, think they are, and they never have been. Well, that's what I don't. I've never got the fascination with Belgium ever. But I they really have, haven't. They have like, Kevin De Bruyne though. When he came have, on last week, they have De Bruyne and he's brilliant. And they have like Lukaku, who's very good. They have. Lots of players who you can say, well, he's good, he's good, he's good, he's good, he's good. There's not many that you'd say, like, wow, oh my god. There's a lot of very good players. Yeah. There's, there's a lot... only really for me De Bruyne who's exceptional, and the rest are all just very good. There's lots of seven out of tens. Do you know what I mean? Like, lots of seven out of ten type players. And you can win a tournament with that, but. They're so overrated, Belgium. And they have been for years. I've just never, ever got the fascination with it. I really haven't. Yeah. They're, they're, and they bore me. They're like England. They just they but, just don't but I excite think, me at all. Uh, but I think the expectations are kind of that people put on them are unrealistic because, they're, I mean, they're a tiny country. I mean, population-wise, they're tiny in comparison to some of the other countries. Mm. Croatia, like, you know, that's a country that punches above its weight. That doesn't have big expectations. Mm. I know you know they've they've kind of they got knocked out last round or whatever. But they they again they, they, they always do fairly they, well. They though, punch above they? their weight. Yeah, and they always do. produce good players with a very small population. Um, I think Bel Belgium are, aren't too far off that in terms. Of, it just so happens they have this currently really good crop of players. They're not the best in the world though. But they're not the best in the world, no. But the rankings are stupid. Or anyway. Europe or whatever it is. The rankings are stupid. Yeah, I agree. No, they're number one ranked team in the world, according to FIFA. What's a load of bollocks? But let's say it's just it's stupid. It's, well, it's crap. What's how it's crap? ranked, how it's done. What's mm. a crap? Um, what do you to the beer? It's, Have you drank any more of it? I've I've had bits. It's not it's not my thing really. I think it's a bit shit. Away days mm. beer company celebrating the beautiful game with beautiful beer. But, you know, when in Rome... Basically, this is someone that's seen a market and put a label on a beer in it. It's like, yeah, let's knock together a... I wouldn't even say it's a lager. This tastes more of a... It's more like an craft ale. Craft beer, isn't it? Yeah, it's an ale. It's fizzed a bit like a lager, do you know what I mean? But it's, it's it tastes like an ale. It does. Um, and the, the thing that kind of... There's a, there's a certain cheapness to the... The way it's been labelled, because if you look, as as you as the condensation takes effect from it being out yeah. of the fridge, the labels just fall into bits. Wet, it? The labels <laughs> just totally given up on life, isn't it? And yeah, yet, the best before label at the bottom as well. That's just like one of them. It's just yeah, like old... a like a corner shop type thing yeah. that's been tacked on. And yeah, because I did a, a beers of Europe um, order, that's where I got this from. Yeah, this was the most expensive beer out of the ones You're that I bought. Joking, in. Was yeah. it? Yeah. Wow. So rest assured, listeners, I have got so we have got some more content for you coming up. It's just not bucket list stuff. It's going to be extracurricular because at the moment, bucket list beers are hard to come by. Um, so you know we will we will return 
uh, pretty soon with more episodes and beers, but it'll be a bit different to the to the norm. And there's one thing we're doing coming up quite soon that we'll probably do something for if we can. Go on. Well, we are paying. We haven't settled 100% on a date yet, but at some point this summer we are going to be taking a trip down to London, aren't we? We are. We're going to be visiting Camden. We're going to be visiting Camden Town Brewery. Um, so we're going to try and do something around that with a special guest. With a special guest, indeed. Not that he's yes. famous or anything, but... He is a listener. But he's a listener. Um, he'll be going with us. Yeah. Very exciting. And I've mm. seen, talking of listeners, that Matt is in London again today. Is I he? saw him drinking a Guinness, so possibly... If we ever happen to go to London at any same sort of... Oh, see if he's talking about as well. Make it a little... Yeah. FTLOB pod meet up in London. Yeah. You never know. You never know. These things happen. Uh, But yeah, I've seen that Camden are doing an ice cream flavoured beer. Uh, Yeah. I saw saw you show. I'll have to give a go at that. Uh, Yeah. That tropical tropical lager, I think you got me that. Um, Probably my birthday. Yes. Um, really enjoyed that. It was all right, wasn't it? I hope they make more of that. Um, they do quite a few standard lagers, don't they? There's a, a show-off lager. There's a juicy lager. That was nice. Yeah. And they do a weeknight lager. The weeknight lager. one was really good. And that's only three-something percent. Yeah, It's literally that. weak W-E-A-K. Yeah. But it's very nice. Mm. It's a good lager, that was. But it's expensive. I'm sure it's like £2 a can or something. I ain't paying that. And it's like your places you'd go to buy it, aren't you, normal? No... Supermarket type places to well, get it. Well, it's not in Sainsbury's, but that's a bit of market now, though, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um, so, we don't all live the high life like you. Well, yeah, it's only around the corner, isn't it? <laughs> so, yeah, Camden coming up soon. Yeah, so that, that'll be coming up, um, as well as some other beers, extracurricular stuff. And... Yeah, we've got some new countries to bring to you. Yeah, but not on the bucket list, no. as I said. Um, okay, so. So for the rest of the Euros, we've got semi-finals now to come. So Tuesday night, it's uh, Italy-Spain. Prediction for that game? 2-1 Italy. Yeah, I think Italy are getting through. I can't see Spain being able to live with them. No. I think Spain have been a bit fortunate to have got as far as they have. I totally agree, 100%. Um, although be it, they've, they've, looked, they've, they've scored a lot of goals... And yet, at the same time, look like never being able to score goals yeah. in some games. They're a weird team. Have they had some easy fixtures? I've not really looked uh, into it, to be honest. They made hard work of Sweden. They drew with Sweden. They drew with Poland. Made hard work of that. And then I think the last game was like Slovakia, who was shit. And I think they beat them like 5 or 6 nil. And all of a sudden, it was like, Spain can't score goals. And it was like, or Spain are back. But it was a shit team. And then obviously the then they played Croatia, um, and that was a mad game. And to be fair to them, they did well to win that one under the circumstances. But I personally don't. I I don't think they'll get past Italy. I can't see it happening. Italy have been. Um, I'm really pissed off because going into the tournament, I was I was looking at Italy and thinking, worth putting a tenner on them. I just thought it's probably a tough draw for them to get. But but I just thought they haven't conceded a goal in forever. They've won like they're unbeaten in a ridiculous amount of games. They've had a manager who's been there for a while. They've got they're kind of a bit under the radar. I think it was like fourteen to one or something. I would have had. Ooh, should have had that. And I was going to put a ten on it, and I was like, nah. 
and now I kind of wish wished I had. Um, yeah, I'll I'll go Italy as well, and then obviously Denmark, England, Denmark at Wembley, England on penalties. Ooh. <laughs> penalties are going to happen. It's one of them though. That if England don't win, um, Denmark in the final. That's a romantic that, for the neutral. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's a great because this thing that the whole storylines in this tournament. There's the whole Southgate redemption story. There's the Denmark doing it for Christian Eriksen story, which is like that's the things that film dreams are made of. Oh, guys, absolutely. It? I mean, the the one of the best moments of the tournament for me was the Denmark game against. Uh, what was their last group game, where they had to, they they won like four. Oh yeah. Um, they scored four. Was it four one? Who did they beat? Fuck. Who was it? I can't remember it was. I now. can't remember. It wasn't Finland anyway. Definitely wasn't Finland. Yeah, they hammered them, didn't they? But anyway. Um, yeah. Either way. Um, that was brilliant. Um, loved that. Was it Austria? No. Was it Austria? No, Austria got through. Eh, whatever. Um, yeah, really enjoyed that. So Denmark getting to the final wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Um, and that would be a nice final if it's two teams I both like. So it'd be quite. They're all, they're relatively all good outcomes. I'd just be pissed off if Spain got through and then won the tournament. I'd be a bit pissed off for that because I don't Russia. like. Did they hammered by the way? Russia, that was it. Um, I'm not keen on this Spain team. Um, I think England do it in in. Uh, we'll do it two one in in normal time. The two one win. Bring it on. And then the obviously final. in the final, so Italy we're saying England. Italy v England at Wembley. At Wembley, I just think Italy the better team. I agree. So I'm going to say one one at full time, and it and it and it and this could be crucial. Um, for them is that um because obviously England have had the benefit of playing most of the games at Wembley. So of Italy. But Italy have had that experience because Italy played Austria at Wembley. So Oh, Italy played all but one of their games in Rome. So Italy played all their games in Rome, but mm. they've crucially they've played at Wembley in this tournament. So they cut it won't be a won't be a shock for them at all. It won't be much of a feel of a difference or a change of scenery for them. The crowd will be different though. Yeah, but again, there'll be a there'll be a decent share of Italians there anyway. So I don't think it'll be an intimidating. I don't think I. I don't think it'll be an intimidating thing with the crowd on top of them as much as, as maybe you'd expect, and I think that, that mentally, if they can handle that, then they could beat this England team. But, this England team is hard to beat. It might be a bit boring, a bit functional, but it's hard to beat. England, at home in the final of a major tournament. There is only one winner in that, for me. And that's Italy? No, it's us. Are you think England are going to do it? They're going to do it, yeah. 1-1. One, one are you talking yourself time. into this? No, I think they're going to do it. 1-1 one, one at the end of normal time. I think they'll win it in extra time. I trust I trust the mentality of this team more than others. I think they've got good results. I, I don't think they're... Do you, like, know, do you know the one thing that worries me about this is Jordan Pickford? He's been good so far. He's not really been tested, though. No, not massively. But he generally, and I'm touching, I'll touch wood. Not that I'm that heavily invested, but I'll touch wood. Um, I can't think of a 
particularly bad game he's had in an English shirt or something he's done in an English shirt where I've gone like, oh God. I get the feeling. He does it for Everton like on a weekly basis. But I, I do get the feeling he could be, if, if one of the games goes to penalties, he could be the man that wins it. He could save Not the, with them the crucial arms. one. I don't know, I'm feeling for him. But I also feel he's got the, the capacity to have a fuck up in him as well. I mean, the ultimate would be England in the final against Italy and they win it on pens. Yeah. That would just be poetry. Could you imagine that? That would be incredible. Because you get all the tension, all the drama, and then the release at the end of winning. And Southgate going ape shit. At Southgate, the end. ultimate redemption for our He loses Southgate. his shit. Sir Gareth Southgate. Are we Kane? Yeah. Sir Are we Kane? Wow. Loving it. Yeah, he'd, he'd like that. They'd all be knighted, wouldn't they? All of them. Mm, Probably all, not Rashford though. They'd all get something. <laughs> well, I think Rashford would get there ahead of the rest of us. Well, he certainly should. Yeah. They hate Sterling more than Rashford, so it's probably <laughs> probably trickier. They'll begrudgingly have to give the black guys um, honours. Um, but yeah, that would that would be that would be good. Um, I think it's coming home. It's, to sum up what I mean, football is coming home. I think. Just before we go, because we're not really in a hurry. Um, obviously three lions. It's 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 three lions season, isn't it? <laughs> but I maybe we've discussed this before. But what how, what would you rank your um sort of football songs or say we'll say England anthems? For me, it's three lions. Is that's just the that's top one. that's just it's, it's miles above, yeah. I got reminded the other day of Anton Deck, We're on the Ball. Oh, that was terrible. It was shit, wasn't it? That was awful. But that was of its time. Again, what was it, 2002 sort of era? Well, it never really... There's never been anything... Because Three Lions was the last decent one we had. Yeah. Because you think France 98 was... was Spice Girls or something, wasn't it? You're joking, was it? It was, yeah. It was the, it was the singer from Echo and the Bunny Men. And the Spice Girls, I'm pretty sure. And maybe someone from Embrace. I don't know. It was like a weird mashup of people. It was awful. Have we even got one this year? I've no idea. I've, I've Terry noticed... Venable sang one once. Did he? Yeah. Right. It was so... like a it was like um a, a Frank Sinatra croony type one. And it was like uh it was like a swing sort of beat, and he was like, Everybody loves you, baby. We're all going England. It was something like that. England crazy. Something like that. England crazy. Right, so there is one this that year. Was, that was bad. It's called Ole, We Are England 21 by Crepton Conan featuring Silver, Millions and Morrison. It's released during the tournament on 26th of June. And yet I've not heard I've it. I've not heard it. not heard it. 2014 was the last one we had before that. Sport release, greatest day. And I can't stand sport relief anyway. That was by Take That. Oh, yeah, um, so yeah that's a lot of shit Euro 2012 Sing for England by Paul Baker with don't Cammy on that. it don't remember that it had Cammy um, oh sorry that's a writer Paul Baker so it was sung by Cammy I don't remember that at all um, and before that 2010 World Cup Shout by Dizzy Rascal with James Corden he's a cock in it oh, let man. it all out oh that was awful it was shit yeah. oh my god yeah, that was shit. Yeah. Uh, 2006, Willed at Your Feet by Embrace. Oh, that was terrible. Don't remember that one. 
Euro 2004. All together now, 2004. Well, that's lazy. The original. Yeah, that irritates me. But the original one of that was good. Wasn't there a a, a Sven Goran Eriksson song? Mm. What year was that? I think that, I assume that, these are the official ones. That Sven, was Sven, Sven Goran Eriksson. Yes, there was one. That one. Oh, shit, so we're on the ball by Ant and Deck was two thousand and two. We're on the ball. Jerusalem um, was Euro two thousand by Fat Les. I don't remember that. Endorsed but not originally commissioned by the FA. Because Fat Les did Vindaloo, which he was an unofficial one. Wasn't that song? Yeah, it's right. Uh, World Cup ninety eight. How does it feel to be on top of the world? Yeah, that's the Spice Girls by one. England United. Echo and the Bunnymen. Space Spice Girls and Simon Fowler. And it was overshadowed by the unofficial anthems. Three lines, 98 and Vindaloo. Yeah, Vindaloo was the big one. Uh, 96 goes without saying. 1990 World in Motion. Which is the t-shirt I am wearing. Indeed. Which has John Barnes' entire rap. I noticed. Most of it on the back. Euro 88 All the Way by the England squad. That's a banger. Stock, Aitken and Waterman. That's a banger. Have you not heard it before? No. I'll see 86. I'll see if I can find it. I don't know if this Again, is going to work England while I'm well, See, this is the thing. So up until 1990, the England squad actually sung it themselves. Do you remember when FA Cup, the FA Cup finalist teams used to sing their own songs as well? That stopped, didn't it, a few years ago? Yeah. I remember Middlesbrough brought one out with uh, Vic Rees and Bob Mortimer in. That was good. I wonder if this will work if I can find it while I'm recording. I apologise to the listener. 1966 World Cup Willie. How's that go? Not sure on that one. Oh, it's not on here. That's a shame. So it says, while not an official song for the England team, it's the official song of the 66 World Cup and can be seen as the birth of the link between football and pop music in the UK. That Euro 88 one is worth um, is worth looking up. It'll be on YouTube. Um, it's like, we're going all the way. And the video, they were like, all like doing like gym equipment and stuff, and like Brian Robson like doing weights and things. Is that the one with Gazza on a bike? I'm not sure if Gazza was involved in that one. He might have been. This is World Cup, Willie. Oh, go on. There's a football fella. You will know his name. They're really weird planning on getting any songs in today. Mm. There you go. And yet, he goes, he'll be all that. Because he's the new sensation of the age. Rest in peace. He's well, so there we go. Beautiful. That's my Willie, he's famous for the cup. Back home, the 71, that's a good one. For that one, oh. yeah. Uh, by the way, listeners, I mean, there's not going to be much else in this episode, so feel free to just, um, you know, amuse yourselves or dial yeah. out and do something else while we'll just... Join us for some World Cup songs. Yeah, this is this is a good one. Back home, they'll be thinking about us when we yeah, are okay. far away. Back home, we play. It's 
gifts. I think you should give the listeners um, the social. On that note, back home. And that's your job, I don't do the socials. That's FTLB Pod, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. As always, please uh, share, review, like, whatever it is you do on Apple Music or whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, you know where we are. If you can get us any more beers off of us, please do help us out. We would appreciate it massively. And, yeah, big time. And uh, what I will say is, is that everyone's saying it's coming home. Everyone's saying it's coming home. But I'm saying we're going all the way. We're going all the way. We're going all the way. Which I was hoping you would queue up, but instead you're just playing three lines. I want to do Go all the way. Yeah, that's the Euro 88 one. I was kind of setting it up, like thinking, like, you know, (laughs) bait and switch, make everyone think we're going to play Three Lions and then hit them with the song that that, that nobody wants. We'll go all the way, is it? It's really, I mean, this episode should have ended about 10 minutes ago. All the way, England football team, there we go. Imagine where we, this podcast would be if we had a proper producer. Wow. Thanks for listening. This is so underrated, honestly. Thanks for being going, you know. There's a certain amount of the song you can play on a podcast where you get sued. <laughs> can we, how, how far can we push that boundary? Pete Waterman's going to be listening to this now. Stock Aitken and Waterman are all going to be piling in on us. You know, Pete Waterman lives local to us, you know? Does he? Yeah. Poor guy. Of its time, isn't it? Brilliant. Anyway, that's been uh, hopefully a, a little bonus episode. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. And uh, Mark's giving you the socials. Um, we'll be back with a proper episode of the fashion in a couple of weeks or so. Um, if you haven't already, go back and check our previous episodes. Um, we've done some recently El Salvador, Honduras. Um, Pakistan. Oh yeah, that was a big one. So that was, yeah, that was a big one. Definitely. Um, everyone, look after yourselves. Um, England fans out there, hope you're having a great time and uh, and that it all ends nicely, I suppose, for you. Um, and yeah, stay safe, take care, bye bye.